Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. New porcelain on steel bathtub with new ceramic tile walls for the same price. So call us at 1-800-NEW-BATH or visit us at MetroBath.com. Bathroom remodeling. It's what we do. It's all we do. This is WTOP News. WTOP FM Washington. WWWT FM Manassas. WTLP FM Braddock Heights Frederick. 558. Traffic and weather on the 8th. We go to the traffic center. Dave Dildine. Bay Bridge, Route 50, eastbound slow. We've got wind warnings and a lack of two-way traffic. Delays begin after St. Margaret's Road using the eastbound span only. Volume delays in the Beltway. No major crashes on 495 or north of it on 270-95 in the BW Parkway. Lots of rush hour traffic, especially on the south side of the Beltway. Heading through Alexandria to and from the Wilson Bridge. Interloop before Braddock Road. The crash either on the right shoulder or clear. 66 westbound west of the Beltway. The crash moved entirely onto a right shoulder. The lanes are open downstream. Volume delays under Nutley Street toward 123. And again, on and off the brakes, Centerville toward and past the Manassas Rest Area. 395 slow both ways between the 3rd Street Tunnel and Crystal City and in southbound stretches leaving South Arlington. Columbia Pike still closed at points between Walter Reed Drive and Washington Boulevard near the Bob and Ediths for the ongoing utility work. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. Visit windownation.com. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Off we go to 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Steve Rudin. Any lingering showers this evening will quickly dissipate. Our skies will clear and temperatures will fall in the 30s by early tomorrow morning. Clouds will increase again midday tomorrow ahead of our next weather maker. Look for light snow to develop late tomorrow night. Could be looking at one to three inches by early Saturday morning. I'm 7 News Meteorologist. Just Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Not cooling down too much. 45 now in Rockville, 48 at Fort Washington. Ashburn coming in at 49 degrees. At 559. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is brought to you by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up. New tonight. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. The Fulton County Georgia prosecutor takes a stand. She could be kicked off. The election interference case against Donald Trump. Day one of testimony ended less than an hour ago. They'll do it again tomorrow. What caused the deadly shooting after the Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade? Police are now talking about new details. New locally. Metro's inspecting its tracks after a rail car issue left the station filled with smoke. I'm Scott Gelman. The first court appearance for the man accused of shooting D.C. police officers and keeping them at bay for nearly 13 hours. The Dow gains 349 points. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. Authorities in Kansas City are releasing more info on its deadly Super Bowl parade. CBS's Jim Crisula has the latest. Police say the shooting that left one person dead and nearly two dozen injured after the Kansas City Chiefs' Super Bowl parade appeared to stem from a dispute between several people. The victims range in age between 8 and 47. Half of those injured are under the age of 16. Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas. I do think that there's a gun violence challenge in this community and many others. And there certainly is a gun violence challenge as it relates to major events. Despite the tragedy, Kansas City says it has no plans on canceling any upcoming parades, including one on St. Patrick's Day. We've had an explosion of a CNG truck. In Los Angeles, nine firefighters were injured today when a burning fuel tank exploded while they were trying to put out flames. They were all rushed to a nearby trauma center. Two are in critical condition. 
Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis played defense today in Georgia, where she testified on allegations of misconduct involving the lead prosecutor in Donald Trump's elections interference case. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Arguments got so heated they needed to take a break. But if these allegations are true, Willis could be disqualified from the case. The U.S. confirms it conducted a cyber attack against an Iranian ship in the Red Sea today that's been providing intelligence for Houthi attacks against commercial shipping. This is also part of the response to the drone attack that killed three American soldiers in Jordan. The White House also says Russia is developing nuclear capabilities to target satellites. It is not an active capability and it has not yet been deployed. It is a weapon that National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says is in direct violation of an international accord. It would be space-based and it would be a violation of the Outer Space Treaty. News of this not yet active and not yet deployed weapon surfaced Wednesday and caused nationwide concern. But Admiral Kirby says it poses no immediate threat to anyone's safety. Linda Kenyon, CBS News, the White House. Major League Baseball's Commissioner Rob Manfred announced today he's retiring when his current term ends in January of 2029. He's still got a few years, but by then Manfred says he'll be 70. His announcement coming as spring training gets underway this week. And a new Bob Marley movie is getting a lot of love at the box office. One Love opened yesterday and made $14 million in ticket sales, making it the best midweek opening ever for Valentine's Day. The previous record belonged to The Vow. That movie raked in about $12 million back in 2012. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. 603 on WTOP on Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Have a clear evening going right now and 48 degrees in D.C. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ian Kramer. Our top local story this hour, the Eastern Market Metro Station is open again this evening after being evacuated earlier because of a fire underneath a rail car. WTOP Scott Gelman tells us Metro is now inspecting its tracks to make sure this was an isolated incident. As it was pulling in uh, to the Eastern Market Station, uh, headed inbound or westbound, showed, you know, an arcing uh, and smoke coming from underneath the train. Andy Off is Metro's chief infrastructure officer. Uh, but the part of the train that comes in contact with the third rail to collect energy appears that that may have come in uh, loose at this point. D.C. Fire and EMS says one person was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Metro's now inspecting its tracks from New Carrollton to Eastern Market. We'll end up inspecting the majority of the system. We don't suspect this is a fleet-wide uh, issue. At the Eastern Market Metro station, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Now to the coming change in our weather. Don't be fooled by the relatively nice day we had earlier. Earlier, bad weather's knocking at the door. The weekend will kick off with some snow late Friday night into early Saturday morning. Here's 7 News First Alert meteorologist Steve Rudin. We're looking at anywhere between 1 to 3 inches of snow for the metro area. The farther west you go could be a bit more. And that's where there's a winter storm watch. And that includes extreme western Maryland and western Allegheny County. WTOP is where you turn when weather threatens. Full forecast on the way in minutes. An update this evening on the man at the center of that day-long standoff in southeast D.C. Stephen Radigan is accused of shooting three officers as they went to arrest him on an animal cruelty charge yesterday. 
The suspect appeared in court today where police say Radigan sometimes uses the alias Julius James. He was ordered held without bond on charges of assaulting a police officer, animal cruelty and assault with intent to kill while armed. Now, meantime, the officers are out of MedStar Washington Hospital Center this evening. And WTOP's Nick Ionelli tells us they were greeted by their colleagues and given a standing ovation as they walked out. D.C. Police Chief Pamela Smith says the three officers were in good spirits as they left the hospital. One had been shot in the calf, another in the ankle, and the third in a protective vest. They were shot while trying to serve an arrest warrant in Southeast, leading to a standoff that lasted more than 12 hours between police and the suspect, Stephen Radigan. Radigan had been accused of abusing dogs and police say after he was eventually arrested, they removed 31 dogs from his single-family home, including 11 puppies. It was something that neighbors had concerns about. Radican's landlord had recently filed court papers seeking to evict him, claiming that two of his dogs had acted aggressively toward a two-year-old child. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. As you heard Nick mention, it was animal cruelty and a warrant there that led to the standoff. And while humane law enforcement officers are the one who investigate those cases, they are not part of the D.C. Police Department. WTOP's Kate Ryan looks into the job they do. When three Metropolitan Police officers were shot while serving a warrant in an animal cruelty case in D.C. Wednesday, one of Chris Schindler's co-workers from the Humane Rescue Alliance was on the scene but was not hurt. Well, this isn't something that happens every day. It's the thing that keeps me up at night is the safety of my team. Schindler oversees humane law enforcement officers who investigate cruelty cases and in situations like the one Wednesday, are backed up by D.C. police. I'm, again, just incredibly grateful to the Metropolitan Police officers that, you know, help protect our staff every day. Schindler can't say much about the case involving the 31 dogs that were taken from the Hannah Street Southeast home, but... I can assuredly say with 100% certainty that there is no element of dog fighting related to this case. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. It's 6.07. You will remember during the pandemic, lots of people got out of big cities and went to buy big homes with more space, sometimes in the country. But it appears that only part of that remains true now. The story from WTOP's Mike Marillo. During COVID, it almost felt like there wasn't a limit for how far people are willing to go outside the city. But now realtor John Coleman with the Jason Martin Group says the return of more traffic and work from the office days has people moving closer to the cities in which they work. But he says most still want that detached single-family home if they can get it. D.C. and the surrounding areas has lots of townhomes as well. So people will go for that. But having a yard for your pup seems to be a pretty big deal for some folks. He says condos are seeing more activity, though the impact of inflation on condo fees has some worried about condo life. But if there's areas that people really want to live and they're priced out of both those big houses and those townhomes, well, condos is the option. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Coming up in money news after traffic and weather. United's very own terminal at Dulles gets a boost. I'm Jeff Claybaugh. 608. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Dave Dildine starts us off from the traffic center. Rush hour traffic on the Beltway Interloop from Virginia to Maryland. Slow from the Dulles Toll Road to the 270 Spur. From Old Georgetown Road through Silver Spring. On and off through College Park. And even on the Interloop, local lanes as you come up on the Wilson Bridge. And then in the through lanes kind of crowded out of Alexandria. On the outer loop, much worse off and slower from Van Dorn Street toward the Wilson Bridge. Nice respite on the southeast side of the Beltway. Moving at the speed limit. But then again, below speed. Up into Greenbelt. 
Belt and from River Road across the Legion Bridge into McLean and certainly from the Toll Road down to Gallows Road. This is all fairly normal for the 6 o'clock hour. 66 west of the Beltway, the crash out of the way. Some slow traffic toward 123 nonetheless and also heavy getting out of Centerville. 395 and 95 southbound slowdowns a little shorter now. Uh, but still heavy down in Woodbridge. Northbound traffic is uh, slow coming into town across the 14th Street Bridge. Columbia Pike in South Arlington still blocked near Barton Street and Wayne Street for the ongoing utility work. And back in Maryland at the Bay Bridge, it's too windy for two-way traffic. Eastbound, you're slow beyond St. Margaret's Road as you get onto the eastbound bridge span, lacking two-way traffic. Want to test an electric car? Plug it to fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Steve Rudin. As a fast-moving weathermaker lifts off toward the north and east, our skies are going to gradually clear this evening and into the overnight. Wake-up temperatures tomorrow morning in the 30s. It's quiet and dry during the day tomorrow, though clouds will increase upper 40s to lower 50s. By late tomorrow night, snow will overspread the DMV 1 to 3 inches by early Saturday morning. Once the snow draws to a close, highs will be around 40 on Saturday with colder wind chill factors. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. 48 Manassas, 48 in Frederick. It's all brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 610. Money News 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. First-time unemployment benefit filings fell last week, but those getting unemployment or drawing those benefits longer. Continuing claims rose and other 30,000. Dulles Airport will get $35 million in federal funding for construction of its new 14-gate terminal. The terminal will be for United Airlines departures and arrivals. It's scheduled to open in 2026. Rod Stewart is the latest artist to cash in on a lifetime of work selling his entire catalog to iconic artist group for $100 million. He joins Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Nicks, and Neil Young as among those who've recently sold their catalogs. The Dow finished today up 349 points. The S&P 500 up 29. It closed at a record. The Nasdaq finished today up 47 points. Jeff Clable, WTOP News. Don't believe me. Believe the Better Business Bureau. Five stars for GiveMeTheVin.com. The rest of them are one stars. America's best car buyer. GiveMeTheVin.com. Coming up, the Fulton County Georgia DA defends her conduct in the 2020 election interference case. We're going in-depth with Stephen Portnoy of ABC News. Coming up in moments, 611. Tempestuous Elements is a new play revealing the true life story of D.C. educational luminary Anna Julia Cooper during her tenure as principal of the historic M Street School. Anna Julia Cooper was a formidable black feminist who fought for educational equity, freedom, and legitimacy at the turn of the 20th century. The play is making its world premiere at Arena Stage, running February 16th through March 16th, starring a cast of acclaimed D.C. area actors. Visit arenastage.org to purchase tickets. Are you joining us at the most important gathering of cybersecurity and risk leaders of the year? Gartner Security and Risk Management Summit is returning at the Gaylord National Convention Center June 3rd through June 5th in National Harbor, Maryland. Network with more than 4,000 industry-leading peers and attend research-backed sessions covering your top priorities, including cloud security, threat detection, ransomware, zero trust, and more. Special $875 discount for government and public sector employees. Register at Gartner.com slash U.S. slash security risk. 
Today's Innovation in Government report highlights the government's IT modernization opportunities. Barry Lefew, the vice president of the government platform accelerator at InQtel, also known as IQT, says artificial intelligence is one of the most significant and revolutionary changes in our lifetime. But also AI it can be a tremendous enabler for enterprise technology, right? Enterprise technology is advancing in terms of our ability to process and store massive amounts of, of data and information. Being able to then layer AI enables us to do faster analysis, support decision-making, and actually identify new ways of solving problems. And then AI also becomes a key enabler of cyber because of its ability to rapidly detect and respond to cyber threats. Let IQT, Kerasoft, and their reseller partners help you imagine what your agency is capable of. Listen to the full program at federalnewsnetwork.com, keyword innovation in government. Later this hour. A call for an investigation into a congressman's decision to highlight a potential national security threat. I'm Mitchell Miller, today on The Hill. Stay with us here on WTOP. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Airline credit card rewards have helped grow America's travel and tourism industry. Last year, 15 million Americans traveled domestically using reward miles, supporting more than 183,000 jobs. But now Congress wants to pass a law that could eliminate credit card rewards and decimate the U.S. travel and tourism industry. Tell Congress to support travel and tourism jobs and oppose the Durbin-Marshall Interchange Bill. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com slash travel to take action. Paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 615, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. In a Georgia courtroom this afternoon. Because you lied in this. this, Let me tell you which one you lied in. Right here. I think you lied right here. No, 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 no. This is the truth, Judge. It is a lie. It is a lie. Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis there spent hours on the witness stand defending herself against allegations. Her romance with a special prosecutor she hired in the election interference case against former President Trump presents a financial conflict of interest. Day one of testimony ended just about an hour ago. ABC News national correspondent Stephen Portnoy joined us earlier and to talk about what we've learned so far from Willis's testimony. It has been gripping and dramatic and it's playing out on live television all across the country with the district attorney taking the stand to take on the lawyer who's aiming to get her tossed from the Trump case. Remember, it's a Trump co-defendant who's alleged that Fonnie Willis and this attorney who works for her, Nathan Wade, had a personal relationship, and the allegation is that Fonnie Willis benefited financially from that relationship because the couple went on vacations to foreign countries and on cruises, and it's alleged that uh, Nathan Wade paid for the trips with money that he was billing to Fulton County working for her team to go after Donald Trump. I will tell you, Nathan Wade spent many hours on the stand today denying these allegations. Nathan Wade testified that he was reimbursed by his then girlfriend, the district attorney, in cash. And in really dramatic testimony, Fonnie Willis says that she has kept thousands of dollars on hand in her home. Wherever she lays her head, she says she keeps money with her. And she paid back her then boyfriend in cash to reimburse him 
for the money he laid out for their overseas travel. You heard the explosive moment just a minute ago where she was asked about Nathan Wade's visits to her home and Fonnie Willis erupted saying it's a lie. She's referring to the, the papers that were filed in court alleging that they were cohabitating. She insists they were never living together. But there is some discrepancy here because earlier today, a former friend of Fonnie Willis, a former employee of Fonnie Willis, a woman named Robin Yearty, told the court that she believed that Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade had essentially begun their romantic relationship as early as 2019. And the timeline is key because it goes to credibility, whether Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade are telling the truth when they say that she reimbursed him and that, uh, you know, she didn't financially benefit from the relationship. If Robin Yearty, this witness, says that it all started in 2019 and Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade say it didn't start until 2022, there is this discrepancy. And it's a little bit of a he said, she said, or more she said than he and she said, but the bottom line is the judge is, is trying to wade through all of this and determine whether Fonnie Willis did in any way benefit financially. Because if she did, he has said it's possible he may have to disqualify her, take her off the case. And that's ABC National Security Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Again, the uh, the hearing has adjourned for the day. They will resume tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Quick look at the top stories we're working on for you here on WDTOP. The man accused of shooting and wounding three D.C. cops yesterday was in court earlier today. And we're learning more about the cause of the deadly shooting after the Kansas City Super Bowl celebration. Keep it here for full details in the minutes ahead. We're brought to you by Northrop Grumman Innovation that defends what matters most. Northrop Grumman is defining possible with a cutting-edge missile defense system for a safer tomorrow. Visit NorthropGrumman.com. WTOP's traffic and weather together on the 8th. Let's go to Dave Dildine in the traffic center. Fish on in Virginia, 395 and 95. Southbound traffic still heavy near Glebe Road and down in Woodbridge. 66 eastbound crowded near Boston, westbound near Oakton, but getting better west of Fair Lakes through Centerville. On the Beltway, outer loop traffic still slow from Van Dorn Street to the Wilson Bridge and also on the outer loop near Merrifield, but getting much slower now on the inner loop of the Beltway from the Dallas Toll Road across the American Legion Bridge because Maryland State Police and paramedics are responding to a new crash on the interloop between Clare Barton Parkway and River Road. This one is reported to be blocking the left side of the interloop. Interloop traffic also slow through Silver Spring and on the outer loop riding into Greenbelt. 270 northbound congestion in Gaithersburg, but no lane blocking incidents. 95 in BW Parkway, some shorter slowdowns now as rush hour starts to wind down between the beltways. At the Bay Bridge, winds are still up there and wind warnings are in effect. That means we're lacking two-way traffic. Eastbound delays are relatively brief. You'll be riding the brakes from Whitehall Road onto that eastbound bridge span. JES Foundation Repair, your local expert for foundation and crawl space repair. Book your free inspection at JESWork.com. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Now let's head over to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. Meteorologist Jordan Evans joins us now. Jordan, we're all thinking about what's going to happen in those early morning hours on Saturday. Yeah, we'll have some snow on the ground and likely some uh, messy roads as that snow will pile up at least for a couple of inches. I do think the higher totals will be on the elevated surfaces, grassy surfaces. However, the roads, a lot of slush, and then it quickly melts away going into the afternoon as the sun comes out, winds pick up. So that uh, that should help dry out the roads uh, for Saturday afternoon and going into Sunday. And temperatures by Sunday back into the low 50s in some spots. So I think the snow will be history by early next week, even President's Day already at 51 degrees. 
degrees. So enjoy that snow, at least for Saturday. It will be a cold, blustery day. In the meantime, tonight we're down to 35. Tomorrow, some more clouds. We're still up to 47, so I don't think we'll have snow to start. Maybe an hour of a rain-snow mix, and then it's all to all snow after midnight for Friday. Um, again, that moves out of here by early Saturday morning. Current temperatures, we're at 48 in northwest, 50 still northeast D.C., 45 now in Clinton, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia, 48 degrees. All right, good deal, Jordan. Thanks. Up ahead on WTOP. Maryland driving forward to shut down dangerous street racing. This is Kyle Cooper. 621. Hi, this is Matt Bibbo, general manager at BMW of Sterling. There's a perception that repair costs at a BMW store can be too expensive. Stop already with the too expensive. Make sure to ask about value service. That's BMW's way of lowering repair expenses to compete with independent shops and repair facilities. You get factory-trained technicians, manufacture parts with warranties, complimentary loaner cars, and lower costs. Ask about value service to learn about the significant savings that are available to you. Come see us at BMW of Sterling or visit us at BMWofSterling.com. United Bank has a long history of safe, sound, and secure banking practices, providing customers in our region peace of mind for decades. This commitment earned United Bank the title of most trustworthy bank in America by Newsweek this year. With a responsive team, local decision-making, and personal service, United Bank is proud to be the community bank of the nation's capital and the most trustworthy bank in America. To learn more, visit bankwithunited.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Did ED ruin your Valentine's Day? If you're ready to put a stop to your ED, then call Bull Oak today. Thursday, February 15th, Bull Oak uses the most advanced form of acoustic wave therapy. This technology is backed by over 60 clinical studies, including research from Cambridge University. Our treatments treat the root cause of ED by repairing blood vessels and increasing blood flow, all without the need for pills or the worry of side effects. Call us now and you'll qualify for an assessment, exam, even the blood flow ultrasound total free. This is over $800 in value. And today only for those who call in the next two minutes, new patients will receive their first treatment completely free. Call 703-337-1919. That's 703-337-1919. Guys, Valentine's Day may be over, but your love life shouldn't be. Call Bull Oak now to qualify. This offer ends today, Thursday, February 15th, 703-337-1919. This is WTOP News. 623. Well, to Capitol Hill now, a fellow Republican is requesting an inquiry into the decision by the House Intelligence Committee chairman to release information on the national security threat that created such a stir this week. WTOP's Mitchell Miller today on the Hill. Tennessee Congressman Andy Ogles calls the decision reckless. And in a letter to House Speaker Mike Johnson, he requests an inquiry to look into whether Intelligence Chairman Mike Turner's action had any impact on foreign and domestic policy. Turner says in a statement he consulted with the Biden administration on notifying lawmakers of the threat. He hasn't publicly identified it, but reported it involves a Russian space weapon. Johnson, meanwhile, scrapped a plan to vote today on FISA, the wide-ranging surveillance act, amid sharp divisions within the GOP. Virginia Congressman Bob Good wants it amended. We need to find that balance between keeping the nation safe while protecting you from big government. On Capitol Hill, Mitchell Miller, WTOP News. Maryland lawmakers in Annapolis are making a move to stop people from doing burnouts and gas.